Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rapport Stereo Podcast. I'm excited about this. I am here with the good liars, uh, Derek <laughs> and Devram. Jason and Devram. Yeah, okay. So now I told you guys because I'm so used to your character names, uh, I was thrown off by that. The good liars are here who um how could you explain who the good liars are and, and what you guys do? Devram? Uh, well, the good liars, uh, we, we kind of do comedy in the real world, uh, usually, you know, socially and politically aware stuff. We started uh, during Occupy Wall Street. Okay. Um, so it's been, it's been a while now. And uh, we posed as investment bankers. And uh, we started a, a movement called Occupy Occupy Wall Street. So we okay. were going to out-occupy the occupiers. Okay. And we, we thought we're going down there to shoot like one video. And, and, and we, we told the, the protesters there, listen, if you guys keep doing this, we're going to have to give up our cocaine habit. We're going to have to <laughs> sell our third home. You got to stop this whole movement. This stuff's expensive and you guys are trying to take our money. Like basically. you're fucking us up. Yeah, exactly. And then we got real uh, investment bankers that joined our what we thought was a joke. They actually came and joined our protests non-ironically and, and joined the Occupy, Occupy Wall Street movement. And from there, we realized, like, one, we don't have a sense of shame. Right. <laughs> because we will go and do crazy stuff in the real world. And there's something, you know, there, there's points to be made by, by doing crazy stuff in, in the real world that, that you know— hopefully has a point. Right. We, we were kind of saying what people, what we thought people would say behind closed doors out in the open, and that seemed to have legs. So we continued on with it. Got you. All right. You guys uh, have a film that uh, I saw and I love, and I think 
everybody's going to love that is starting to stream the 4th, the 4th of November, everywhere for free. The Supporters is streaming for free the 4th of November today, November 4th, um, or whenever you're seeing this video. But you should be watching it today. I mean, don't you think people should be... I mean, people should be lined up to watch this yeah, or listen to this I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. It's I Am Rapport yeah. Stereo Podcast with the good liars. The film is the supporters, so we don't need Marvel, DC. No, no. There's, too many, there's too many of those. These are the right. new superheroes. <laughs> superheroes for a new generation. Right. Derek and Dale. Right. That's, yes, our character. Now, did you just come up with that right now, the superhero? Or have you been thinking that the supporters and the good liars are the superheroes for a new generation? Maybe we've been thinking about we it. we got to put that on the yeah, poster. I, I got to put that on the Yeah, I... Yeah, I think because if you didn't, if you conscious maybe. The yeah, because I, I that might have been. I feel like you've been sleeping on that and waiting for it to go. Yeah. Anyway, the film, the the supporters is out now, um, streaming worldwide. I love it. I am honored to be a producer on it, and I'll just explain it in my point of view, and then I'll let you guys break it down. In my point of view, to what it is, is it's a jackass Johnny Knoxville, Borat, Eric Andre sort of attack approach on every single thing that has been happening politically in the last four and a half, let's say five years. And the guys go on the street and they're, it's performance art. They are in their characters as the good liars, Derek and Dale, and they get gold. And they've gotten gold and they've went super viral. I found them. I knew about them before I saw the film. And then when I heard about the film uh, with the Midas guys, I was like, absolutely, I want to be a part of it. Um, because as listeners of the podcast know, uh, politics has become something that I've uh, jumped into in the last five years only. Literally. Occupy Wall Street. I was like, you freaks are out there. Like, I didn't give a fuck <laughs> up. Literally. It was Trump. It was Charlottesville. It was it was the disrespect of John McCain, who I couldn't tell you anything about other than he was a war hero. But I was right. just like, how fucking dare you speak about another person who served this country this way? Um, and I saw their videos. There's plenty of videos online. Uh, but I want to pull up and I want to uh, pull the first one that I think is a classic one um, where you guys were in the room with Trump. Set this video up, the uh, uh, You're Boring Us video. Sure. We were in New Hampshire, and this was actually, I think, the first video we ever did with like a pop. Well, that's not true. But the first one we did in the 2016 election. This was uh, 2016. This was 2016. Before he was president. Before he was president. Oh, shit. Yeah. So we were, we were, I guess, the second row at a Trump rally. And we had a couple things planned. And then in the middle of the rally, we, we, we started getting bored, bored with him. You know, he's like just saying the same crap over and over again, repeating himself, talking about himself. And we started talking to each other, being like, if we called him boring right now, this, that would hurt his feelings right. more than like any other insult you could throw at him. But it was, it was really genuine. I mean, there's all this energy in the room, all these people waiting in line in the cold. It was freezing. Some of them wearing shorts. I still don't know yeah, why half the people were wearing shorts, cargo shorts, weird. but uh, people are in there. There's like, the room is packed. And then he starts talking and it's all the same shit. And it just, the, the energy slowly died. So yeah. like Jason was saying, I mean, we had a couple other ideas and in the moment we're, we're like yawning or like, what's going on here. This is actually boring. Wolf, please pull up the, uh, your boring video. This is boring. We're boring. Tell some jokes. This is something. Entertain us. This is boring. Come on. So 
Very important. We're bored. This is. Are you serious? This is boring. This is boring. We came here to be entertained. This is boring. I'm so bored. I love you, but this is really boring. Donald, you're boring. Boring. <laughs> that's the look right there. <laughs> so those re that's that's real time of his reaction. That's real time. Yeah. 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 I just want to articulate how much I love <laughs> that video <laughs> and how much I appreciate just that alone. Uh what it means to me, and I'm sure what it means to people that have watched it and the people that are just seeing it now and hearing it now, how much that means to me. Uh, and, and, and so when you did that video, that's a 60 second clip, I think, um, maybe not even 60 seconds. Yeah, about 30. 30 yeah. seconds of fucking magic. <laughs> that's 30 seconds of pure, that's just, just so you know, young filmmakers out there, uh, people who want to tell stories in 30 seconds, just, just know and be inspired with what the fuck you can do. You don't need <laughs> camera rigs. You don't need special effects. 30 seconds. You can make fucking pure magic. So after that, what happened? Well, the first thing that happened is we realized we left our coats in there, so I had to well, did go. They, back. Did they throw you out, or you left? Oh no, they, he's, they, he's they getting thrown out. out. I'm Physically, like, oh, oh, yeah. who, I mean, who's I was getting, doing it? I, the, his security people. At Are they point. goons? They're like they were like his his yeah I guess you could call them goons. Goons is a great word to describe them. They yeah. were the Secret Service guys. They, I think yet. he had yeah. Secret Service protection, but it wasn't. It was like his like private security guys, and they they said. Hey guys, come on, take the hats off and let's get out of here. And like, well, I was like, I'm not taking the hat off. I'm gonna wear this. <laughs> I, I get let out, and then I I could see the cameras, and I was just like, it's really boring. I mean, we used to love him, but it's really he's just getting really boring. So like, they could film that on the way out. So you see a Trump supporter getting kicked out. Um, but they were, I think we got we got our coats back though. They they yeah, it was a mess. I think our coats him. got thrown at us, and, and that's we even were, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What um. From what you guys have seen in from that before he was president, and since you've been around so many events, so many rallies, uh, January 6th, with, which I want to get to, um, the temperature and the climate in the country, because you guys are on the ground, from his most objective point of view that you can, how has it changed from that video or to when you first started going in the Trump regime, in the Trump reign, the Trump uh, campaign to January 6th to, or even to now, uh, November 4th, when the supporters is out <laughs> worldwide, worldwide. Um, so just explain that, like what you've seen and like how, you know, when you look back, you'll go, well, this period of time, this is how it changed. I mean, he, he main, it's been said, but he mainstreamed this like this craziness, like you were, you mentioned John McCain and he's treating another human being like that who, who served this country and everything. It felt so outlandish before. It's like th those kinds of attacks on people, that way of treating people is, is kind of ordinary to see now. And uh, when you talk about, you know, January 6th, like this, these conspiracy theories that uh, would have seemed crazy, totally, totally crazy are now beliefs held by a serious uh, segment of this crowd. So when we were, we were there on January 6th, interviewing right. people, talking to people. And, you know, whereas a year before people might not have known what Q was, half the people there are like, yeah, I, I know about Q, I love Q and today's 1776 
Like that's the change and it's a very short time. Wow. Um, what is QAnon? Can you explain <laughs> it? Like, I mean, I've tried to, I've tried to learn about it. I watched these fucking documentaries. I read what, what, when did that become a thing that you guys were aware of when you were going out? Like, when did you become like, this is like a thing. And then when you were seeing people with the shirts, like when did it become a thing that you guys like realized it was a real sort of, I think it was 2019. Uh, 2018, we started talking about it. Like, what is this fairy tale people are talking about online? And then by a year later, it was... And then in 2020 out there, it was like, you know, a quarter of the people you'd talk to would be like, yeah, John F. Kennedy Jr. is still alive and he's going to be vice president with Donald Trump. He's going to come and take Mike Pence's spot. And if you don't think they're serious, he bet uh, this woman $100 that uh, you know he wouldn't be back by by September, and you haven't collected the money yet. Well, she hasn't which, paid me yet, yeah. which is a little rude because it is I rude. The bet. I it's mean, rude. To my, to my knowledge, he's not vice president now, John F. Kennedy Jr. Because he as far he's as dead, as I far think, as so. how do you know that he's not the vice president? <laughs> I mean, because it's, it's presumptuous. You know That's true, right? That's the whole thing with these people. Everyone, but, but how do you know that he's not the vice president? <laughs> how, how, like, I mean, do you really think you won the bet? Like, I feel like you're sort of. Being Next disrespect- week on is there a way show, to prove there's it? There's going to be a cork board with a string attached to like all these different people. You're it's going to be a conspiracy theory show here. <laughs> my guy, my guy that um they think is John F. Kennedy. What's that freak's name? Oh, you, Fusca. Fusca. An- uh, yeah. Not Anthony. I always want to say Anthony. Yeah. Mickey. It's something f- Fusca. F U S C A. Have you ever had the honor and the privilege of of interviewing John F. Kennedy Jr.? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You he's, met that guy. Yeah. Does he think he's John F. Kennedy Jr. or is he playing no. into it? Conveniently, he won't he won't talk about it if you ask him about it. But he will take as many selfies as you want and yeah. uh, just kind of smile along with it. He's clearly enjoying the attention, but you know, conveniently. Nobody will actually say it. They're, they're like these these drops of information that happen in the middle of the night that, uh, you know, are, are shared and all these people feel like they're part of something, but none of it comes true. None of it ever comes true. None of true. it comes true. But if, it's, if it is John F. Kennedy Jr., it's like the best disguise ever. Yeah. Because John Wolf, F. Kennedy- can you pull up the fake John F. Kennedy Jr. guy? Go ahead. <laughs> He's- um, I mean, how do you do that to yourself? How do you get, you get like six inches shorter- Right, and you that grow, was the craziest thing yeah. about meeting him. I was like, I'm 6'3", and I was like, oh my God, this guy's 5'7". It's an Pretty incredible disguise. incredible. And the fact that he like w- it started working as a financial analyst in before John F. Kennedy even died. Right. That's the craziest part about that. He's, uh, he's uh, been living in Pitt. There he is with the hat on, and he's a... Next yeah, to right there. Oh yeah, that's from our video. <laughs> Is that from our video? Or we yeah, right there. That, yeah. So, so people are. So when you see him out and about, did you ever see anybody acknowledge him as John Jr.? Well, we did when we when we saw. Him. That's <laughs> our video it. right there yeah, at that's, CPAC. That's, um, we were like, oh my god, it's you! It's John. Blink F. twice Jr. if you're JFK Jr. <laughs> of course, you can't help but blink because it's how the human body works. But uh, you know, he, he's been living in like uh, you know Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh for 30 years as a financial analyst of some kind. Like it's well documented. He's got a family. He's got, I think, a kids who grew up going to school there. It's a dead ringer for him. <laughs> yeah, <though. Really>? <laughs> I mean, just look, right? eerie, really. Can't but but to it. answer your question, yes, we saw him at another rally, and people are whispering, "There he is," and taking selfies with him, and they actually believe it. Okay, Th- that is that shit's crazy. When when you guys um, are doing the videos, when you're out and about, you know, uh, we talked possibly about me joining you at a Trump rally, which, <laughs> you know, I feel like would literally be putting myself in danger. 
Like I like you guys. They I think they turn on you right when you guys are in character. Whereas me, I think they'd be like, get him right. Like now, get him now. What's the most danger you've ever felt uh, doing a video? What's the sort of most uh, uh, you know uncomfortable you guys have ever you know or or, or situations you've ever put yourself into? Besides January 6th, which is like its own thing, that was definitely the scariest situation we've been in. Both January 5th and January 6th, honestly. What was January 5th for you guys? We were in D.C., and we we got to D.C. the day before because there were some events with, like, Alex Jones and Mike Flynn and Roger Stone and, like, you know, just, like, all of the the all-star of crazy. And they, they, the people there, there was, like, a militia that basically had like set up a perimeter in DC. So you'd see these guys on their on their walkie-talkies and all their camo and their tactical gear and you know if if you interview people which we do they'd come stand next to you like oh this is this part of the fake news media you know just trying to intimidate you and the police presence was like I mean sparse you, yeah so on, you, the fifth. on the 5th on the 5th so six kind of walking around like who's who's in charge here a little bit um and then the speeches were out of another place and another time, it felt like. I 1930s mean, Germany. It's I the, think place it's the place of time. It was like yeah. the way the way they're all gesturing, the the crowd like frothing at the mouth. It was just like felt like this is gonna go wrong. Obviously, we couldn't have predicted what happened, but it felt like it was gonna go wrong. Did you guys? You know, I'm not a. I, they told you so, and I, I thought it was so obvious. I had went on my social media. A few times, I told my wife a few times, uh, I was like, January 6th, it's going down. Because when when Trump put that tweet out, you know, that it's going down, you know, I had been saying, I did, there's a video of me saying January 6th is going to be a fucking shit show. And I know nothing. Like, I, I, I know nothing. I wasn't planning on going there. I don't go to rallies. Like, I'm not, I wasn't there January 5th, but I was like, January 6th is going to be a shit show. What did you think was going to happen on January 6th? Like, what did you guys imagine it was going to be? Well, we we thought there might be. Devram kind of called it from the beginning. <laughs> I was like, it's probably gonna be fine. Like I'm an idiot, I guess is like the moral of that story. But I, I thought maybe there's gonna be violence, and it would be protesters and counter protesters, or something like that, or Trump supporters versus police. Um, I didn't think they were going to storm the Capitol, and when that happened, we were actually leaving town. Yeah, we were sensing the temperature rising plus like the last five people we'd interviewed had said today is the civil war like okay maybe it's time we leave maybe we get out of town you pussies uh, yeah. what the fuck man <laughs> all this fucking work and now's your moment to fucking shine and you want to leave town you know when it's time to storm the capital you fucking pussies man i mean that's that's what we were that's what we were saying to each other yeah, off camera yeah. trying to psych each other up but at the end of the day we were like let's not be the reason violence erupts someone someone recognizes us right and so there's a little bit of like you know concern for that like let's not be the faces of that starting so we're on the way out of town and we just see the mob of people moving from the speech toward the capital like, and you you were you were not in the mob we're in the car leaving the car, town and then we pulled leave. over just because um we were like trump didn't tell them to go there that would be insane if he told them to go to the capital because they were you know the vote was happening right um, did you, were you at that Trump rally? Were you at his speech that before? We were on the outside of it interviewing people while the speech was going on. And then as he started speaking, we were like, we're going to go get our car and we're going to get out of town. But then once we saw that, that everyone was going to the Capitol, 
we pulled over and like we were now at the Capitol where all the people were storming. We saw them break through the steps and like the war cry get <clears throat> let out as they, you know, beat the hell out of all these cops who, you know, from our vantage point, we're getting the shit kicked out of them. And like, we're actually like acting heroically. I thought the, the Capitol. Absolutely. There the, the people, people I saw, one guy was like in tears thinking he's watching all his buddies die in there. Uh, it was like, pretty traumatic and you know at first you're not thinking it's gonna get to that point but it was like wow that's like five cops on those steps i wonder how they're gonna hold all these people back and then it just just floodgates how, open. how close are you to like that crazy shit that we've all seen well the 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 steps um i don't know you know we were on the side of the grass and like we like we're kind of consciously like not trying to like trespass onto like, and thank God, like we didn't commit any federal Yeah, because apparently it's a crime. You can't just go walk can't around walk in there and break the, shit. Yeah, yeah and apparently, <laughs> but apparently if you do the crime, you you might not do might any not time. Might not do any time, yeah. Like you, some of them, like my poor guy who I was really on hard, my guy, the QAnon shaman. Yeah. That yeah. poor bass. Have you ever interviewed him? No, no. We know, I don't think he was ever at an event that we went to. He was like- cause He's from Arizona, I think. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's out, like a, out he's west more. Yeah. Crazy guy. Um, so we, I don't, we didn't, I don't even know if we saw him on the sixth, to be honest. Cause I was on him hard, but then I'm like, he's got four fucking years. And I'm like, what about the other famous guys from January 6th? And like some what of the people, militia guys, the guys in the camo. What is zip tie guy and his yeah, mom? Yeah. Right. Right. Well, why isn't zip tie guy and his mom well, in that's jail? Just a, that's just a, uh, or what about the guy who put the, put his feet yeah. on Pelosi's desk? Like, yeah. What's his name? Bingo or Jimbo or some shit like that. Richard, right. Richard. Bingo, Richard Bingo, something. something. <laughs> <laughs> it's Richard Bingo. Get the guy back, back to jail. Um, before we get a little bit more in specific to um, the film, can you pull up that other video? Uh, this just one of those second videos, uh, Wolf. This is from CPAC. I gotta be honest, though. I'm wearing the sunglasses because I I partied with Don Jr. last night. Oh. You guys will love this story. Last yeah. night, so we were we were hanging out with Don Jr. We're blowing lines all night long. Don Jr.'s telling us. He's gonna run for president. Oh, now yeah. I don't know if this was the cocaine talk. I believe him, even though he was good. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. you you were that messed up, yeah, boy. I haven't gone to sleep. Oh. <laughs> so if you see Don Jr., you'll be wearing sunglasses too. <laughs> <laughs> Have That's you ever more been in of the, a light fun one? <laughs> That's more light fun. <laughs> Have you ever been in the presence of Don Jr.? Yeah, a couple times. And and what is what was that like? Unfortunately, like how, how much of his face is punchable? Like how like because like not that I would ever do that, right. but like like you want to punch that fucking face, right? We saw him in Iowa um, the first time at the it was actually during the caucus, the caucus night, and we saw and of course we pranked a lot of these people at uh, in the movie all the Democrats. He was the best speaker that we saw, very charismatic, yeah. quick witted. And like, you know, I know it's easy to make jokes about him because like, daddy, please love me, all the stuff with his relationship with his dad. But he is a really charismatic guy. Yeah, it was like a stand-up act. He had was people it? going. Yeah. 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 But to answer your question, I mean, if his face is pretty punchable. Right. You know, you'd want you'd want to, not that we would ever do anything no. like that. But uh, but yeah, he's pretty hateable, but you, you can understand what's likable about him. I mean, he just goes down the list, kind of like his dad. He's got like the... The, the greatest hits that are just, uh, you know, making fun of everyone they want to hear and make fun of. And it's also self-deprecating in a way that yeah. his dad isn't. Ah. It's a little bit like, it, it's it's a little scarier, to be honest. But I, I don't think he's got, I don't think he has, he to his credit, maybe, 
he's not missing part of his brain that Donald Trump is missing. That uh -huh. makes him like a special. Or not missing the same part of the, the brain. Same, yes, exactly. Right. He might be That's missing right. a different part. Some other parts from you know, the. Do you think he'll run for president someday? I don't. I mean, I never say never. I guess, but not when his dad wants to run. I mean, no. Uh, in the no, next, no, 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 no. Right. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, the Trump name means a lot to half the country right now. So. Out of all of them. They, I mean, they, out of all of them, it would be him. I guess for a time it would have been Ivanka, but he's he's a great speaker, so. Yeah. So you saw him get the crowd hyped up. Yeah, definitely. We saw him on a miserable day in Pennsylvania. It's cold, wet, terrible, and everyone was just eating it up, so. Well, you had been kicked out of that event before you, he spoke, so I, said, <laughs> I saw him there. Ted Nugent was on stage and I said, shut up and strum. <laughs> Because uh, I'm so sick of his fucking political opinions, All right? Just be a musician already. Yeah. Fucking strum a fucking tune, Just strum tune, a guitar. We don't want to hear it anymore. Um, Cut the shit, man. Yeah, play exactly. Play us a fucking song. song and everyone took offense to it, yeah. told me to leave. Bunch of snowflakes. Yeah. He was very, very sensitive, you know? Was he was. Bad. He actually said he was going to bring me to his deer camp, which I think is a hunting thing. Uh-huh. And use me as bear bait. So, I don't know. On stage? Know yeah. yeah. That's do you have that video? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It would be the other one where I'm standing there with a microphone, um, about about to talk to someone. I think that one might be. A, no, not that one. Not that one. Hold Sorry. on. Not that one. I have it. Hold on. This is the Ted Nugent video. They hate law and order. They have legalized lawlessness. They shut up and strong. What's this guy want to tell me that law and order is a bad idea? Get that dude bag out of here. Politics. He's just a Hollywood elite. Bring him to my deer camp. I can fix him. I can use some bear bait. Are you with me? Cool. Yeah, cool, cool crowd there. <laughs> do do you um? Where are these people? Where like half of the country is is support Trump, and not everybody's a a whack job like some of these people at the yeah. thing. Where it, where are these people? They're all they're all over the place. Because I think that we we think like oh, it's definitely in New York City. We're like, well, they're not there. I mean, we saw yesterday, we saw the other day in New York City the huge. Ant Did you guys go to that anti-vaxxing thing outside of the mayor's office? That would have been good for you. Yeah, guys. We, we we were reading about it. We, yeah, we were doing an interview at the time, but and then we I went to the one down by City Hall on Monday, the past Monday, where but there's like the firefighters were there, right? Uh, the other day. And so that that was, which is which is like, crazy because you everybody respects and loves and gives so much admiration to firefighters, right? And then you start to think maybe they are maybe they're they I don't know it's so fucking complicated. Yeah, I think it's like where, an where emotional with the vaccine like thing. and all this shit now. I mean, I the I think that you follow the science and you know you should you should get vaccinated, right? Like, Sounds like people right. don't get as sick as often, and right. like. You know, we've we've been getting vaccinated for ever since I was born, and right. it seems like we've got a big amount of the population that has gotten it. We have very few instances of anything going wrong. It's like uh, it's a no brainer to me. And you know, people use uh, people getting sick uh, from the virus somehow to double down on being anti vaxxers. Right. I don't. I can't follow the logic. If you guys had to go to a specific place in the country that you thought this would probably be the scariest or the toughest or the wildest place right now, based on all you know, like where would you say, what part of the country, what state, what county would you think is like, yo, this place is fucking bugged out or we've heard or we got to wear uh, well, some knee pads or some shin the weirdest, pads? <laughs> the, the weirdest, I guess, people we've talked to, the most out there 
I don't want to say it's specific to any place, but like in Georgia, the last two times we've been there, we've seen talked to some people that like had some real out there ideas. But then I also we went to Ohio, and a guy thought that Joe Biden had a body double, and that Donald Trump's still president, and that there's an actor playing Joe Biden in the White House right now, and that real Joe Biden's in Guantanamo Bay. And in addition to that stuff, he also said some crazy stuff. He said some (laughs) stuff that like wasn't true as well. No, Uh, so like there's the South, obviously, but then like because you're from Kentucky, I'm from Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. So what's what's popping down there right now? Uh, And don't say, oh, I moved away. I'm in the big city. You're like, you (laughs) know, I moved away. John Boyd and Midnight Cowboy Um, with your cowboy hat. Like, what's going on down there? I don't, you know, I have friends that are still there. Um, but like, I don't have any family there. So I actually haven't been there in a, in a okay. long time. Okay. So you moved out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's fucking John Voigt. Yeah. But they have, a, you know, the, there's, there's a, the governor is a Democrat. Right. And like, but they also elected Mitch McConnell again this right. last year. And it's overwhelmingly a red state. So I wouldn't say it's the craziest state, but it it's up there. I think there's something with, with you know, red states turning more purple and people having like a really strong reaction to that. Um, and I guess that's happening in certain places in the South. I mean, what Jason said, we've seen it everywhere, but I actually arrived in Georgia one of the times we went there the night before Jason did. And I just went to check out this this rally by myself and it was a stop the steel rally and it was fucking insane. I mean, it was like- Why? They're, they're on stage, like Linwood the, the, and- uh, and uh, what's her name? The Marjorie player. Taylor. Oh no, Sydney. Sydney. S- Sydney Powell. Okay. Up there, telling everybody, um, like it's time for revolution and don't go vote uh, because the system is rigged. When you're watching a bunch of people upset about you know um, the country and and then telling them not even to participate in the democratic process, I think it's like it's like. Uh, just a step away from like calling for violence. It's like the whole system is broken. Nothing's going to fix it. Don't even go vote. Uh, and Damn. It, it, so it, it just made me feel like uh, there's a certain part of the country that is like really far gone. And just being in that crowd was, was scary. It's not geographically because Facebook is everywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Like Facebook you is everywhere. Meta is everywhere. You mean meta? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Please. The guy spent right. a lot of fucking money yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make everybody yeah, even meta. more right, creeped man. out by him, yeah. Um, can you, Wolf, pull that January 6th video right there? I'm here on January 6th in the biggest gathering of losers in Washington, D.C. in a long, long time. Here's one now. Hey, I'm going to have you take one of me. Yes, sir. What would you say to Donald Trump if you were talking to him right now? I'd say you're the greatest president of our lifetime and I'm 65 and I've seen a lot going on that is so false and fraudulent it sickens me and I will die standing in my boots as a patriot for this country if this goes wrong it's not gonna be good there you have it (laughs) yo Such a great dismount. I mean, that's an hour before everything went down. You know, it's like this is what the people were there for. That was the vibe. Yeah, and he died. That dude died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing left was oh, his boots. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Yo, Wolf, pull that as a clip, just right there. Just, just mark that because when I say I need a clip, that's the clip. Um, 
Damn, that's fucking good. <laughs> so, all right, your film, The Supporters, which is coming out today, which is out today, November 4th, streaming worldwide. Um, where can we watch the film? Where can people watch the film today? It's out for free this week on thesupportersmovie.com. And get it now because, like he said, it is out for free now. But I don't think it's going to be out for free Forever, because I believe that people will want to pay to see the film. I believe that people uh, will be entertained by the film. And I think that we should be talking about Academy Awards because of the work, uh, the content, the the timing of it for best documentary. Or is it doc? Would you consider a documentary? It's not a documentary. It's a comedy. It's a well. It's like uh, it's it not is a, a comedy, but it is a it is a documentary. It's a documentary. But Borat was wasn't a documentary. I think it's technically a documentary, right? It, bringing our characters, we are playing characters, but into the real world, everyone else in it is is real. So we're documenting right. what people's reactions to Derek and Dale are and Derek and Dale's uh, journey through the real world. So I think yeah. technically it is a documentary, but uh, we we want it to be funny. So when did you guys? Um, think and plan to take the cumulative amount of stuff and make it into a film? Well, in the beginning of 2020, we shot kind of a proof of concept for it um, at the way back at the in 2018 with these characters, which is like a short where like, does this have legs? And then in 2020, we started filming. We had a whole outline for a movie that did not involve COVID-19 <laughs> because oh, we had shit, no right. idea that there was going to be a global pandemic. So we started shooting in Iowa, all these pranks with the with the Democrats. And then COVID happened and we had to rethink the whole movie. Not only like the story of the movie, but how do we shoot this movie? How do we do it safely? How do we, you know, do it safely for ourselves and for other people? And if we're, uh, if we're taking Derek and Dale through this time in our country, then Derek and Dale have to get side sidelined by COVID too. Like this has to affect the story. And then as this election is ramping up, like it, it all had to work. We had to redo the story. We had to think about how these guys would get into the conspiracy theories and and everything surrounding COVID and also dovetail that in with, with the election. Uh, and it just became a huge challenge. I mean, in a good way, we hope, but uh, that the journey of the film was kind of the journey of the country and that it stopped, started, stopped, started with all these waves of, of COVID. I like that. I like that. I mean, uh, you know, I know that how hard it is to shoot any kind of film. I know how hard it is to shoot a documentary. Um, and are you guys, did you guys finance it yourself? How did the, the whole uh, yeah. movie get financed? We basically, um, we shot it ourselves. Um, and then we, we, teamed up with Midas afterwards for the finishing it and all that stuff. Uh, but we went out and shot it. And it really was, we had two camera guys, Peter Barr, Peter Richardson, who went on the road with us and basically, you know, we're putting in long hours for very little money and we wouldn't have been able to do it without them. Mm -hmm. But it really was like, for a lot of it, it was just a, it was a four person crew. Right, and then our, our editor, Jonah Oscow, came on after and everyone just did it for free or incredibly cheaply, knowing that like we couldn't fund a movie in the same way uh, that we could have maybe before the pandemic. We couldn't take it around to people. People weren't buying right. things. So it was like, we're doing this or we're not. And everyone kind of got on board, everyone meaning like the five of us. Right. Uh, so How many hours of footage did you have? Because uh, when I did the Tribe Called Quest movie, I had a hundred hours of footage. And it's fucking brutal. Yeah, yeah our, our editor is incredible. I, I actually don't know because uh, if it's anything like 
our previous movie, it was like 140 hours. Jesus or Christ. But we kept going out um, and wanting more footage and wanting more story to put together. Right, and right, when right. you shoot these stunts, you have to then, uh, if you didn't get exactly what you thought you'd get, and this is in the real world, you have to make it go fit. And so that involved going back and, and doing a bunch of long days of shooting to kind of make the story fit. So when we thought we were done, we'd rewatch. Inevitably, we, we'd go back out and shoot. Yeah, it, it's good inevitable. part is like when you film pranks like this, it's like the 45 seconds that I'm talking to Joe Biden. We know that's the, that's the money part of that <laughs> section. Right. You know, like there's no like... There's no question on like Tom Steyer. It's when we we interrupt him and Devram's coming in with his shirt off and saying he got hit by a car. Right. You know, like we know where where the, right. the the meat is. Right. On the bone for a lot of this stuff. But right? it takes a long time to get that 45 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the that's and you may not experience. even get the 45 seconds. That's the that's the the bad part about. And then like even that 45 sometimes. seconds could end with Joe Biden just zinging you. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden not made him plan, feel pretty really. pretty sad. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> He like, you know, it's in the trailer, but Joe Biden, I confided on and saved my wife is leaving me. He did and, good though. Yeah. yeah, he did. And was there an earpiece? Did you see an earpiece? <laughs> no, I did not. And no, that was I was worried, you know, because like you saw him in those debates, in the Democratic debates, and I was like, he is not looking good. And like he just seemed like he was a little slow. And then when I stood up and like was staring at him in the eyes. What did you see? I saw a guy who was looking into my soul <laughs> and was very present and was very annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> and then come on, he, man. He gave on, his, man. his classic, come on, man. And then he said, I'm Great. beginning to see why your wife left you. And it was like, and everyone laughed at me, you know, and I'm in character, but I'm, it's still, you so know. a room everyone, full of people, people laughing, laughing at, at, you, man. at my misfortune. So yeah. uh, it was, it was a moment where I was like, okay, he's, He's got it. He's still got it. Yeah. I, that's so interesting. So when you looked into his eyes, you saw you saw a guy who could take out popcorn or Jimmy Crack Corn. Who's the guy he took out in the back and beat him up? Popcorn. Oh, yeah. What was that? Thing? Jim, Jimmy. Iowa? I think Popcorn or yeah. Jimmy. Yeah, Jim. something like that. Like you want to do a, some push-ups, guy? Come on, let's go. <laughs> so guy. you saw the guy who wanted to take you in the back by the school shed uh, yeah. by the. Yeah. But if he did come at me, and I'm not like a fighting tough guy. I would. I think I could just like tap him, and he would fall over. That's he's, the impression you got. <laughs> yeah. Not but that you would ever do not that. Not that I would do that. Not that you're making States, any threats against uh, the but president. But when he looked States. into your soul, there was that hesitation. Like he might have. He might have been able. Uh, he might have been an ass kicker in his day. He would. Yeah. Wouldn't. He would be fine letting the Secret Service know to beat the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> is what I got from looking in his eyes. I got you. Like, uh, don't fuck. Don't, you're not. Yeah. I'm, I'm having enough problems fucking making right. it through the day. Right. right. I'm, I'm having enough on that shit. In my pants right. up here. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> now, what about my wife? What about my girl, m my love, Marjorie Taylor Greene? Oh, what, ab what about her? I I, I, what about, about her. what about Mia Moore, Marjorie Taylor Greene? <laughs> what can you tell me about her essence? Because that's what I was asking about, like with Trump Jr. and Trump. Like when you're around them, you get an essence of when you're in the same room as a person. Like Wolf's over there, and you're like, this guy's a fucking troublemaker. Right. <laughs> like he's over there, like the guy running the boards. He's breaking our fucking balls. He, he's a fucking trouble. Like you're like, this guy's he's no good. Yeah. So so when you're around Marjorie Taylor Greene, do you get that? Like, is there a, like like a red beam of like light coming off her? Like, what is her essence when you've when you've been around her? It's like a her essence. I would say is like a room temperature can of Mountain Dew. That's what I That's felt well like said. was coming off. Of her. But I don't know. She's a dangerous combination of like angry and stupid and like it, she she knows the buttons to push, but there's not a lot of intelligence behind it. So you always hear her say this shit and it's kind of unbelievable that it's like the stuff she says is a rallying cry for people because it's so 
dumb, but she does know, you know, in the way that Trump does, how to emotionally like pull stuff out of people. Have you seen her progress? Because she's definitely getting better and better. Like, have you yeah. seen any progression in her or is she just like, she started like a fucking bag of rocks and she's still like a fucking bag of rocks. I mean, in the movie, we've got the clips of her. It's, it wasn't even a year ago. I guess it was a little over a year ago at this point where she was talking into her phone being like, Q is a person, he's a patriot and it's all real. And she believed that QAnon was real. Like that feels like, you were seeing that same judgment and that same like mental capacity going into leading her district. Like she's not very smart, I guess you could say, but she's also like sure of herself and kind of has that same confidence that's like fake it till you make it like Trump, where it's like you you don't make a mistake if you never admit you made a mistake, which is kind of like right. she's never going to apologize right. for anything. And that's dangerous when you're when you've got people that are willing to like you know commit violence in your name kind of i don't know if you you were very close to her so i don't know you you had yeah maybe a close i mean thankfully the room she was speaking in was like a third full uh-huh. and people were kind of like what are you talking about this um, is before her single went to the top of the charts because now she's a chart she's a chart topping artist she is she is she i mean is she's like was, online was pretty, but I don't know. In real life, you know, so it's not like people come out. She's not drawing Some crowds. Didn't know who she was at, in Georgia. Yeah, and like it, it, was, it was interesting. It's an odd thing. I think she makes the sound bites and they they go around online. And I do think it's powerful, but it's uh, yeah. I don't know. There's just not there's a self assuredness that is not based in any knowledge, and it's kind of terrifying. Uh, and she'll never admit she made, makes mistakes. She just said any Republican who votes with any Democrat. Uh, should be voted out of office. And it's like, it's just an obstructionist, like, fuck you type attitude that I guess people are behind. If you guys had to bet right now, individually, who will be the president in 2024, what would you say? John it's- F. Kennedy Jr. Because he's not going to settle for vice Donald president. Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not coming. He didn't fake his own death just to come back and be vice president. So he'll be. So you think he's. he's Next he's, question. <laughs> 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 All right, the good liars, the film, the Donald supporters. Trump, Donald Trump is going to run. He's going to run in twenty. Yeah, I forget who said it recently, but they're like, he, he's not going to be able to sit back and watch someone else do it. It's not for the love of the country. No. But he's not going to sit back no, and watch no, someone no, else no, take no, all no, the spotlight. No, no, and, no, no, yeah. no. But I'm saying, do you think he'll win? Ugh, I don't know. I, uh, people are saying it's favorable for Republicans kind of across the country. And I, I guess this isn't like a courageous stand because – I'm only going to say a little more than 50%, but I do think it's probably a little over 50% that he would win. Do you, is there a part of you for business and for the good liars? You know what I'm going to ask you? You're like, shit, man, we could go really, now everything we've known and we have skills as filmmakers and we've made a documentary. Is there a party that's like, I kind of miss them and I would love for the supporters part two, four years after, like 2028, the supporters part two, it would 2028 be in like 3D. A documentary, <laughs> a documentary, and much like Harold and Kumar, it would be Escape from Guantanamo. Because he, if he comes, he, we might be in Guantanamo Bay. Right. You might be too, you know? Like, <laughs> Don't link me in with these fucking commies. <laughs> I'm not a part anyway, of this watch shit. Our we do movie, everything together. Watch our movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah fucking commies shit here. I'm not no fucking Guantanamo. I don't know what they're talking about. Part of this uh, should have, would have, could have. All right, again, um, you guys, I appreciate everything you do. Um, I was a fan before I got to meet you, um, and I'm excited about people 
seeing what I think should be an Academy Award nominated film, whether it's a documentary or comedy, I urge you to watch the supporters at the supportersmovie.com and follow the good liars on all platforms. TikTok. You guys on Snapchat? No, no, no. no. Wow. What a yeah. funny, I'm trying to fucking, you're not on Snapchat, guys? Spell that for us? What is it? Okay. <laughs> but these guys are on Instagram. They're on TikTok. They are on Twitter. They're on Facebook, too. Yeah. And the supporters movie, November 4th. It's fucking fantastic. I'm proud to be a part of it. And these guys put in all the, uh, the work. Um, final question. You're going to Virginia. Mm -hmm. In hopes of getting what creatively, and why are you going to Virginia? Real quick. Well, the governor's race is happening. Um, and we're going down there. It's a tight contest. And we think that, um, the good liars are, are going to interview some people there, but also Derek and Dale are going to be down there. We heard, uh, who are the oh, stars. Interesting. Right? Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. yeah Derek so, and Dale love being amongst some like people. That's like your people. red carpet kind of like the Derek and Dale's red carpet. If I like, it's not at the man's Chinese theater. It's at Virginia yes. and it's supposed to be rainstorms. Yes. Right. Okay. And, and there's going to be there's Confederate monuments down there, which Dale's character has, you know, kind, kind of, of a thing, thing with a right. romantic yeah. relationship right. with. So yeah. What is your um, aspiration in terms of content that you could get from Virginia? Well, there's a the, the governor's race there, so we're going to be talking to some people there, and also Derek and Dale are going to make an endorsement. Uh, of some kind down there. Mm. Or, and that could sway the election. It could this be point. a big moment. If all of Derek and Dale's viewers tune in for that endorsement, it could, you know. That's 318 it, subscribers right. on YouTube. It's a lot. That's a lot. 18 regular listeners. Yeah. And the Ooh. rest are bots. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Russian yeah. robot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm Rapport Stereo Podcast. The Supporters film is out November 4th. The Supporters Movie.com. I appreciate you guys. I am Rapport Podcast.